Hello, my lovely jubblies. I'm Andy, and I am bringing to you what is known as the RR Show, otherwise known as the best show on the internet. And today, I have got some goldies for you. We are diving headfirst into the cesspool that is, well, dear Reddit, today I fucked up. So grab your tea, grab your popcorn, and come with me as we journey into a world of horribly relatable stuff that we've all done. <laughs> Our first story today is from Mental Tech Deck. Oh, there we go, Mental Tech Deck. Today I fucked up by telling my co-workers how to make a shiv. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. I got hired for a new job recently. Bit of a dream job. Working as a behavioral health tech at a psychiatrist hospital. I'm going to college for a major in social work and a minor in psychology later this year. So this job is kinda perfect, especially since they have a program that will help pay for my college. The benefits are fantastic, pay is good, hours are great, and the best part of all, it's a hospital that has a reputation for legitimately trying to help their patients, often discounting costs of stay and helping people have stable support when they are discharged so they can help more of the community. I spent a lot of my childhood and teen years in the uh, troubled teen industry. I had severe ADHD and depression. So seeing a facility that treats their patients like people and legitimately cares was just so nice. Yesterday was my first day and I went in super early for a very long day of training. I was in class with two other people, a behavioral health tech like me and a registered nurse. Throughout the day, we met all the department heads as well as the CEO and CFO, who are all very nice and very passionate about their work. During our training, our trainer brought out a box of contraband items that were collected at this hospital over the years. To show us examples of the creativity people will go to to harm themselves or others, and why searches are so important. It seemed like a lot of fairly standard contraband, a vape, broken tiles, a razor, etc. Then she pulled out three different shivs and showed us while saying she had no clue how two of them were even made, as two of them were makeshift shivs made from multiple items. Without thinking, I tell the trainer how one of the shivs was made. Not going to go into details here, because I don't want to give someone a blueprint. And tell her how to confirm what I said was true, which she does. At this point, I'm mortified, because I just kind of word vomited that out to her, and now everyone is staring at me. I'm thinking I'm about to be fired on my first day, and I continue to word vomit and say, Oh, I'm not a murderer, I just, uh, I spent time in a psychiatric hospital growing up. And then double down by explaining how the other shift was made in my panic. At this point, I'm mortified, but still babbling about how to sneak in contraband. My two new co-workers are staring at me in surprise, and the trainer is gaping at me in shock. 
It took a few minutes, but she didn't fire me on the spot. She actually says me having a history in the system and knowing this stuff is very useful, but I am still mortified because I basically dropped my mental health history and made myself seem like I make improvised weapons all the time, which is super embarrassing. Well, my dear viewers, I don't want to say that it's anything to do with the fact that I now know how to make a shiv or anything. This isn't a threat. This isn't a threat. It's just a coincidence. But you've probably already fucked up if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel. So head on over there and make sure you do it. Again, nothing to do with the shiv. Just complete coincidence. At the RR Show YT. You know what to do. Our next story was posted by Deacon Knight. Today I fucked up by telling my waitress I had already beaten their hot wing challenge. So, as the title suggests, I like spicy things. I have a large collection of hot sauce at home. I've tried most of the world's super hot peppers and I've won numerous hot wing challenges. Usually, I'm fine. But as I've aged occasionally, I find that my stomach suffers. Nothing too extreme, but a lot of noise and sometimes a bit of ring of fire. Cut to the day of this specific incident. I live in a medium-sized city in Canada. My brother-in-law used to live in another city about 140 kilometers, about 90 miles away. So for context, and this becomes important, about an hour and a half by car. This day, in particular, we went to visit so we could drive him back to our house for the weekend. Now, we did this pretty often. Usually when we do, we find a restaurant to grab a bite to eat before we went home. The last few times we went, we found a small pub that specialized in buffalo wings. At the back of the menu, they advertised a hot wing challenge, where if you finish their hottest wings, you eat for free. Without an ounce of hesitation, I ordered the challenge wings. The waitress asked, are you sure? To which I replied, Ha! I like hot foods, and I can't turn down an opportunity to eat free wings. She laughed and got my wings. They were hot, but I had definitely eaten hotter. And also, I got my free wings, paid for my girlfriend's meal and my beer, and went on my way. In the coming months, I did this twice more. Each time the waitress would ask, Are you sure? Each time I would say, Yeah. Each time, I got free wings. It was wonderful. Cut to this last time. We go to our favorite wings place. We waltz in with an air of familiarity and seat ourselves. The waitress, whom I later find out is the owner, comes out to take our order. My girlfriend, daughter, and brother-in-law all order, and the waitress turns to me and asks what I'll be having. I say, I'd like to do the hot wings challenge, please. The waitress once again asks, are you sure? This is where I fucked up. I stupidly told her, ah oh, yeah, I've done this loads. Dear readers, when you tell the owner of an establishment that you've already eaten a free meal at their place and now you're just there to fleece them out of another order of wings, yeah, they do not take it well. Our previously friendly waitress turns to me and coldly says, Oh, have you? Then this should be easy for you. It was not. My wings came and everyone's eyes went wide as they leaned away from my mill. Instantly, 
Everyone's eyes water, and the waitress and owner just grins. A big, toothy, mirthless grin. She says, enjoy, and walked away. I cannot convey to you in mere words the pain I suffered eating these wings. I took my first bike, and it was searing doom. An explosion of nuclear fire blanketed my palate, not unlike what I'm sure the people of Pompeii would have experienced during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. My body began shivering and sweating. A river of snot and tears ran from my face. Twice, I went to the washroom to cry to myself and question my life choices. Though no one expected me to finish, I endured. When it was finally over, everyone was silent. We paid without a word and left. In my car, my girlfriend turned to me and tentatively asked, Are you okay? When I just nodded in the affirmative, she asked, Are you sure? I just looked at her, expressionless. We began our drive home. Again, I would like to reiterate, generally I don't experience much in the way of the after effects of spicy food. This was different though. I could feel the burn in my esophagus still, right down to my stomach. And my stomach was getting worse. I was getting bloated and uncomfortable. About a half hour into this hour and a half drive, it's becoming increasingly uncomfortable to the point where I'm shifting uncomfortably in the driver's seat. My girlfriend again asks if I'm okay. I tell her, something's off. She suggested stopping to use the bathroom, which I declined. I wasn't sure what was going to happen and I felt it had best be at home when it did, instead of some filthy gas station restroom. An hour into the drive and this discomfort is full of pain, bad pain. I step on the gas, blowing well past the speed limit. I didn't care, I just needed to get home. My stomach had decided that it was no longer going to house these abominations and one way or another they were coming out. When we finally got there, I put the car in park and ran to the front door. I fumbled with my keys while everyone else got out of the car. The door finally opened and I vaulted up the stairs four at a time while simultaneously undoing my pants. It was a race to the toilet and I was losing. Just as I got to the bathroom, it happened. I got the door mostly closed before a violent spray erupted from my asshole, painting the back of the door and the floor. To minimize the splash zone, I made an executive decision. The bathtub instead of the toilet. I launched myself into the tub and started doing my best to get my clothes off. All the while, I'm violently shitting and throwing up all over myself. My girlfriend, God love her, came upstairs and with a look of absolute disgust at my vile bodily explosions, took my dirty clothes away and cleaned the door, walls and floor. She came back upstairs after starting the laundry and turned the shower on to my battered, burning body. I was cowering in the fetal position as the warm water hit me. Still amazed at the lashback a pound of spicy buffalo wings was able to put forth. She asked me in a sweet voice if I had learned my lesson. And I feebly replied, Yes, 
I lied. All right, so a follow-up to that shit explosion is our next story in from Nightmare Tonic. Wait, shit explosion, Nightmare Tonic? Yeah, fitting. It's almost like we did that deliberately. We didn't. Anyway, today I fucked up thinking I was smarter than a common ground squirrel. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. I've always thought of myself as rather intelligent. My wife says I'm on par with an average chimp or octopus, and I am proud of that fact. I recently had the opportunity to engage in a battle of wits with a squirrel, which I thought would have been an occasion I'd be able to rise to, given my recent triumph over the dog, whom I tricked into thinking the bull had disappeared. But alas. We have a backyard with a nice garden that my wife designed and built. She's really proud of it and finds a lot of relaxation working in it. I work from home and recently I noticed that we've got a daily visitor. A squirrel who likes to poke around and look for food. I usually see him while making breakfast, so I usually stand by the window and watch him forage. Well, about a week ago, I saw him bury an acorn, or some kind of nut, in the fresh soil my wife had just put down. I had this bright idea that I'd go out there and put a handful of mixed nuts in there with the nut he buried. I thought this was a genius level trolling. 
I was so amused at my idea that the next day I even stood by the window and watched him look for the spot where he'd buried the nut. And I was mumbling shit to myself like, Nah, foolish squirrel, and Nah, you know nothing. Well, anyways, the squirrel unburied his nut and he found it had apparently manifested a ton of other nuts. Oh, the look on his face was hilarious. I mean, he was visibly shocked and quickly buried the whole stash again. Then ran up a tree and sat there watching, guarding it from the other squirrels. At this point, I was so pleased with myself. I spent the whole day cracking up at the thought of this squirrel. And then at like 2am, I was struck with an even more genius idea. I went outside and buried even more nuts in his stash. Like three times more than I'd put there originally. I couldn't sleep again the rest of the night because I was too excited about this squirrel checking in on his stash again. I probably should have realized that work from home was truly loosening my grip on reality after two years, because at this point I found myself sitting at the window at 5am waiting for the damn squirrel to show up and just giggling and talking to myself like, oh yes, <laughs> he's gonna totally trip out. The squirrel finally showed up and he checked in on his hoard, and the look on his face was indescribable. He was so flabbergasted by what he found that he actually looked over both shoulders and all around the yard as if to say, Are you shitting me? Is anybody else fucking seeing this? He just sat there inspecting the hoard for like 10 or 15 minutes, frantically trying to figure out how to manage his newfound wealth. And in this moment, I realized that the squirrel faced the same philosophical dilemma as most lottery winners when they incur a giant windfall of cash and have zero idea of how to properly handle it. His anxiety became mine, and I found myself thinking, I would probably not fare any better were I to win a million dollars. Eventually, the squirrel divided the stash into a few smaller piles and buried them all within a few inches of each other. I don't know why he did this, but maybe it has something to do with the investor warning about many eggs in one basket. He was so affixed to his hoard now that he had a hard time leaving it. But when he finally did, I spent the rest of the day thinking of how to ratchet up the drama that was unfolding between us. This preoccupation gave way to a sort of Lovecraftian madness, where all day long I experienced ghoulish, intrusive thoughts about the funniest shit I could do to this squirrel's stash. Eventually, I concluded that I needed to end the game and level the economic playing field among the squirrel population in the most communist way I could. Lest this little bastard use his resource advantage to create some evil rodent monopoly or attempt to purchase a squirrel social media platform and torpedo it with cocaine-fueled incompetence to the benefit of totalitarian dictator squirrels overseas. So I went outside that night and reclaimed all of the nuts I'd given him. But I left the one single nut he had initially buried. When he came back the next day, he absolutely lost his shit and was running all over the wooden fence and up and down the trees searching for the culprit who had ripped him off. The amount of twitching and rage chirping he did was enough to disturb the nearby birds. I felt like a god then, lording over the fate of puny mortal squirrels who ventured into my yard. And I couldn't help but realize that if this squirrel had taken at least some of the nuts with him to another location, he'd have profited a great deal. 
The foolish creature learned the hard way that the hoddle mentality does not always yield insane ROI. Sometimes you ride the wave to zero and end up with an empty wallet and your fuzzy little squirrel dick in your hands. I, like the market, can be a capricious mistress. When I went to bed that night, I eagerly told my wife about my cruel shenanigans, and she laughed pretty hard at the story. However, the next morning we woke up, the squirrel had absolutely devastated the garden, having dug scores of holes and pulling up all the little flowers and plants searching for his lost treasure. My wife is super pissed at me, and this weekend I have to go fix the garden. I'm not allowed to buy mixed nuts or interact with squirrels anymore. 